on the grind boxing the world's number one boxing podcast family the world's number one boxing podcast is back for 2017 we're here with the best in boxing talk the preview for the year talk about a few of the moments of this past year that may remain in your mind if there's anything other than disgust disappointment let down 2016 sucked to be a boxing fan now i can't explain why the numbers on this program are exploding and people continue to listen to on the ground boxing on a regular basis and discover this program. But those of you who have been here for the long haul, let's say more than a year, more than 18 months, multiple years, whatever, whatever it may have been. And we love you if you're a new listener as well. However, to go through what you've gone through, how great this sport was, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago and more. And to see what it became in 2016, due largely to the selfish ambitions of one man who sought to destroy all existing boxing institutions and replace them with one even more corrupt and profitable for himself. As we begin to see the fire burn of that operation. And it brought to the ground. It's not in ashes yet. The fire can be put out and the forest of fraud and phoniness may flourish. However, if it doesn't flourish, we'll know the boxing one, the fans one, and the fighters one. 2016 didn't give us a whole lot to talk about. 2017 has promises of Floyd Mayweather to return to a boxing ring to promote fights between rappers nobody cares about. And Manny Pacquiao stepping into the ring with Jeff Horn. Amir Khan continuing to talk like he's God's gift and not fighting anyone at all. Canelo Alvarez, no doubt looking to dehydrate a person, suck him down in weight instead of bring a person up, as was his trick earlier in his career. 140-pounder might pick up a good win at 147, and then look, he's fighting at 154 against Canelo. Now he's going to take guys who can't make super middleweight 
and get them to fight somewhere between middleweight and super middleweight. It's a name fight, so we're all going to forgive him, right, that he's not fighting the guys we want. Who do you believe in, boxing fan? Of course, most of you believe in God. Some of you believe in yourselves. We're not here to talk about that. But boxing, speaking about the sport, who do you believe in? Who's not going to let you down? You give it enough time, it doesn't matter who it is. Loved one, family member, friend, your vehicle, your home, anything in life, if you put your hopes in the wrong place, can let you down. Is it wrong to put your hope in any fighter? Does any fighter care about being your champion? Or does he just feel like being a champion when it's time to deposit the check? Who can we look to in 2017? We saw Tyson Fury turn the boxing world upside down and then become a fat, drunk cokehead. Do you believe in that? Shame on me for leaving out the most important part, the whole PED issues. And maybe he just became a fat, drunk cokehead. So we talk about that like I just did instead of the PED allegations and testing results. Who else? Who else do you believe in? Deontay Wilder? (laughs) Is he going to fight anybody in 2017? Let's put it this way. I'm not holding my breath. How many fights has he had already? And how many of those did any of us ask for? All right. I rest my case. Heavyweight division wide open. So Joshua against Klitschko. That staged promo in the ring following Anthony Joshua's last defense all but completely wiped any anticipation for such a fight out of my mind. Now, Klitschko has always been a giant goofball, a nerd, awkward as hell, a dork, whatever you want to say, whatever vernacular. But that was just atrocious. I can't watch stuff like that. I'm not a fan of the Napoleon Dynamite films. I'm not a fan of the Austin Powers films. I I don't I don't like a guy acting like a total goofball fag. That's not funny to me. It's not charming to me. It's not cute to me. It's not cool to me. It's not impressive to me. It's not acceptable to me. You want to be considered the toughest or the baddest, and you are a goofball. Now, Triple G can be accused of all these things as well, and I have a feeling we'll get to him today. I wonder. We were back in Kazakhstan, and young Klitschko and Triple G. And don't tell me Klitschko is Ukrainian. Look into the history. I know he is, but they have some Kazakh roots as well. They were both in high school, junior high, elementary, before the guy became six and a half feet tall. You really think that anybody would have thought Klitschko was socially acceptable on any level? I don't think so. Triple G probably, 
He's a door to us. But he might be considered decent among his people. See, even in the Ukraine, nobody cares about Vladimir Klitschko. 100% Ukrainian. Nobody cares. Just like I don't care. Anthony Joshua, good luck. If I'm not doing anything that day, I'll try to catch a stream or something like that. But, you know, why are you bringing this guy back from the dead? Why? Let him stay gone. He is a chopped down tree. All that remains of Vladimir Klitschko at this point is a stump in the forest, left all alone. Now you're going to sit here and try to fertilize it and graft onto it, bring it back up, leave it alone, Joshua. It might not go your way. Now I'm not calling the fight for Vladimir Klitschko by any means. But why? Go beat up Deontay Wilder. Look, Tyson Fury already did the world a favor. Now you come do the United States a favor. No, you don't owe us, but we'd appreciate it greatly. Get rid of Deontay Wilder. Do that for us, Anthony Joshua. Christian dealt with. Let, let him go fight small cards in a half-empty hall trying to get a ranking again. Don't throw him a lifeline. He never threw boxing a lifeline. He jabbed and grabbed it nearly into extinction when the heavyweight champion of the boxing world was considered the baddest man on the planet before this dude came around and just nerded it into damn near extinction. He almost nerded boxing into extinction. And you want to bring him back? Let him stay gone. What else do we want to talk about? The light heavyweight, division. where does it go in 2017? Look where it went in 2016. Adonis Chickenson. Adonis Stevenson didn't want to fight Kovalev. Andre Ward was able to get a robbery victory. And Andre Ward, let me make this clear to you, your people, your fans, your friends, your family, anyone associated with you, your staff, your business associates. The only people who believe that you won that fight are the type of people who just believe any kind of shit they feel like believe. It's not grounded in reality. They're not respected. And all of those who publicly kind of rode with you had to back up because everybody's had a chance to watch this fight multiple times already and you weren't even close to winning. You're not a champion and you're talking about retirement. Andre Ward, you do not represent the United States. You do not represent boxing. And I'll tell you this, I ain't from Oakland, but I've been there. And the good people of Oakland that I've lived with and stayed with and spent extended periods of time with up in Oakland, they damn sure wouldn't be represented by you either. The way that you've conducted yourself, following the way you knew you lost the fight, following it, you knew you lost the fight, you conducted yourself like a loser with your body language, but then you pretended you were and they gave you a fake decision. And you've been your own greatest apologist talking about how you really won the fight afterward, how there's nothing left to prove. Here, here's what you have, left, nothing left to prove to yourself. You were already a legend in your own mind before this fight. You were already default pound for pound number one in your own mind. So you had nothing to prove before this fight, if we're talking about your own mind, Andre Ward. But if we're going to talk about the boxing world as a whole, if we're going to talk about the sports public, sports media, 
fans, spectators, those who have any sort of interest whatsoever in professional athletics. You haven't proved shit to them, buddy. So there's a hell of a lot more to prove. Terrence Crawford. Where does he go from here? We ain't got to talk about Joe boxing-wise. Where does he go from here? Manny Pacquiao being accused by some of looking for cash-out money to face Terrence Crawford, which to some is an admission of defeat before he even steps in the ring with the young fighter. Floyd Mayweather was getting $32 million minimum, so fight guys nobody was worried about. Manny Pacquiao wants $20 million to face a guy that a lot of people are worried about. It's one way of looking at it, but it's not the only way. Pay-per-view numbers are in it to tank across the board. Pacquiao's numbers suck. Floyd's last fight sucked. Uh, or Kovalev sucks. Triple G sucks. Canelo's kind of barely treading water, but you know what? He ain't doing great either. Cotto's going to bomb. Pay-per-view's trash right now. Manny Pacquiao wants that money. What are you excited about? Who do you believe in? Those of you who are riding that Danny Garcia Express are about to be severely disappointed when Keith Thurman steps into the ring with him. Who do you believe in, boxing fan? It was Kovalev before, but have you heard the comments by Kovalev? Have you heard them? Have you heard what Kovalev has been quoted by Russian press? The same. Now, one thing we have to do is separate the man from the fighter. I will never take away from Floyd Mayweather's defensive abilities in the boxing ring, his technical prowess. But yeah, he's a piece of shit. In my opinion. You know, maybe not to you. That's great. You have your own opinion. I respect that. You have one. I may not respect the opinion that you have, though. You understand? That, that's that's what a man does. I respect that you have an opinion, but I may not respect the opinion that you have. And if you think Floyd Mayweather is other than a piece of shit, I don't respect the opinion that you have. But Kovalev might have to be added to that list of fighters who we have immense respect for in the boxing ring. However, however, seems to be taking a shit on the United States of America, a country that has embraced him, patriots like myself from coast to coast, and said he is everything the United States is all about. But in the wake of him being done wrong, it appears that he's not only salty toward the country that has taken him in, and allowed him to feed his family. 
capture the hearts and minds of a sporting public and have an opportunity for, to provide his family and future generations of Kovalevs a better life than he had himself. However, I'm going to quote an unofficial translation that I have. It, you know, some might think that there's an agenda here considering the source where my translation came from, the person who sent it to me. A lot of you have been crying lately for a return of my sometimes adversary, but a man I have tremendous respect for, Seattle side. Well, keep crying for it or don't. He'll come back when he feels like it. He knows the door's open. He knows you all want to hear him, but no, I'm not going to sit there and bug him all the time to come on the program. He knows the public. So he'll be here when he feels like he has something to say. But in the meantime, I don't think that him passing this information along to me was an agenda-driven item. This is something many of the diehards may already be aware with. The most diehard of the diehards. I don't know if it's even been posted in on the Grand Boxing Facebook group, but it, it's out there. No, it's, it's agendas, and a lot of people don't want to put this on the front page of their boxing website and make it the top story because do we really want to be responsible for causing the backlash against COVID? Well, if he wants to open his mouth, he needs to suffer the consequences. Here's my translation. And keep in mind, this is all choppy. This is not a translation from a Russian speaker giving it to Seattle Sign, personally. It's a computer translation, so here we go. The boxer said he did not find for themselves in the U.S. high-level coaches who might have something to give him. Now, quote, I've never used practices and tactics of American trainers because, to be honest, they are the zeros of everything. Many people think about them. They are great. Mistaken. They are towel on his shoulder, hang and, hang and call themselves coaches. You should perhaps educate teachers to have. Though I am not every day going to college, I learned a lot from that. Plus my boxing career. It's necessary to understand what the load given in the mountains or when changing the time zone. And then people believe they train robots, which must always feel the same way, said Kovalev. So you can look this up for yourself. Hopefully Seattle Sun's not playing a joke on us and it didn't come from the Russian version of the onion. But this is what he's passing along to me. And if Kovalev really feels this way, here's my number one question. You knew you won the fight during the fight. You knew you won it after the fight. I'm going to ask you this. Why are you now acting like you lost the fight? Do I think that Kovalev believes he lost the fight? No. But he is in such disarray. He does not know how to conduct himself. He does not know how to act. It reminds me of that little hissy fit that Pauli Malinaji had on the show after he lost to Amir Khan. After he told them a lot of money, then he come on and he did nothing, but he didn't apologize to anybody for taking their money for going out of his way to say bet on me. He could have just went in there and fought. No, all he did was 
little pity party. The thing was, Polly Malinaji got his ass kicked. Andre Ward got his ass kicked, and Sergey Kovalev's acting like a loser. Now, before those of you jump, who want to jump to conclusions do so, so I'll see. You say when another guy acts like a loser, he really lost, but Kovalev didn't. Let me talk about some of the differences. Kovalev knew he won during the fight, he knew he won after. I do not believe that he feels he lost this fight. I believe he's dealing with the reality that he has a loss on his record and that he is now coming out of this fight in the position of a man who did not have his hand raised in victory. In that respect, he is definitely a loser because that is true, even though he really won the fight. What's this shit talking on American trainers, though? No, I'm not an American trainer. However, I see people from all over the world flock to the United States to be trained by our trainers. Oftentimes, guys who've had no success on the international professional level, world championship level, that is, with their trainers from their native lands or native programs. And oftentimes I've seen them have tremendous success with their trainers from their native countries or native programs. But in both cases, what I've seen is them switch to high-level American trainers. Look at Vladimir Klitschko. Look at Lennox Lewis. Look at so many people who reach the very top. They grab an American trainer. Manny Pacquiao. Foreign fighters do this constantly. Now, every foreign fighter doesn't do it. Miguel Cotto, and I don't expect every single foreign fighter to do it, but they do it for a reason. Do I think they're doing it because they want a towel hung over their shoulder in a certain fashion? No. The proof is in the pudding. Why don't you interview Vladimir Klitschko and talk about some of the differences between a Uli Wenger and an Emmanuel Stewart. Well, why don't we get into some of these things? There's other guys I can name, too. But I'll save it for the heavyweight program. So, Sergey Kovalev, is he a man you believe in? I don't believe in that bullshit coming out of his mouth, but like I said about those who happen to like Floyd Mayweather as a human being instead of just as a fighter. I respect that you have an opinion, but I don't respect the opinion that you have. So I'll have to confirm those quotes from multiple sources. I'll have to see how Kovalev handles it when confronted with those quotes. I'd like to test the authenticity, and I recommend the listeners of this program do so as well. But if that's the case, fuck him and fuck what he's going through. You don't take a shit on the people that got behind you and embraced you. We could have been the dirty, mean nationalists that we're portrayed as and just supported our own. But we don't do that in the United States. In the NBA, you got players from all over the world. In boxing, you got fighters from all over the world. They're embraced. We love them. Don't try to paint some picture of us any different. We could have 
acted according to our image with regards to COVID. But instead, we acted according to our hearts. And now he's trying to step on them. Sergei Kovalev, watch out. You face an American Olympian and world champion and one of the only Americans of note in boxing in 2016 going into 2017. I'm sorry you got booed. I'm sorry there were a bunch of piece of shits, but Oakland is driving distance from Vegas. Sorry they treated you that way, but if you think that that's even a microcosm of an example of what the American public is all about, you're sadly mistaken. We are not. That's not who we are. Andre Ward fans do not represent America. They don't represent the Stars and Stripes. They don't represent the red, white, and blue. They don't represent those doing their jobs, going to work every day from coast to coast, putting in a solid 40 and then some, taking care of their kids, doing jobs that other Americans don't want to do. Yeah, we got Americans doing Andre Ward only does the job Andre Ward wants to do. And he was involved in a screw job, being that he was the recipient of the screw jobs. The fruits of the screw jobs labor ended up on Andre Ward's table, Sergey Kovalev. He is the bad guy. The promotion's the bad guy. The sanctioning body, the network, anybody not crying foul is the bad guy. But the United States, American trainers, the man who trained you to world championship victory. And that was a successful title defense, no matter what they want to say. It's not his fault. It's not the listeners of this program's fault. It's not my fault. And it's not this country's fault. you got to be a little more discreet. I appreciate that you don't give a shit about PC. I love that, but when you're rocking Donald Trump pictures before the fight, and boxing is largely anti-Trump. See, the boxing public and those in positions of power in boxing have sort of ran with this Trump being anti-immigrant, and boxing is full of immigrants, so they take an anti-Trump attitude in boxing. That's not true. Trump is anti-illegal immigration. But I'm not here to defend him. I'm just here to clarify that Sergei Kovalev may have pissed a lot of people off by doing that. I'll tell you this. I favor Trump over his opponent. However, I wasn't going to work on a union job wearing a Trump t-shirt every day. You follow me? That's not going to work out good for me. Even if I'm the boss, things just ain't going to go the way you want them to. Sergey Kovalev, appreciate your boldness, but there's consequences for your behavior. Is it right? No. Am I saying you lost because of that? No. But a lot of people feel that that may have had something to do with how one or two judges might have felt about that fight. Or how people in attendance might have felt. I disagree because I know that a lot of the black population and there were blacks in attendance who were cheering on behalf of Andre Ward or in favor of Trump's immigration policies because it, they see it improving their economic prospects and their job outlook. So 
I don't know if I buy into the whole conspiracy theory. However, it's something that a lot of people are thinking about and talking about. Sergey Kovalev, you didn't cover that base. You weren't discreet. Is it true? I don't know. Is it a possibility? I can't say it's not because you did it. If you're going to fight for what you believe in 100% of the time, wear your heart on your sleeve 100% of the time, and pull no punches 100% of the time, it's not going to be an easy life for you. If it were going to be an easy life, everybody would do it, but they don't. They do the exact opposite. So to make a long story short, there's consequences for the things you do and how you choose to conduct yourself. Just like right now, Sergei Kovalev, you want to blame the United States? What do you think? If we wanted to be an apologist, what could we say? What would he have wanted different from his trainer? He had a winning game plan. He won the fight. Maybe a good trainer, maybe a Russian trainer, maybe this mythical trainer in his mind would have given him the game plan to knock out Andre Ward. Maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe without knocking out Ward, there's no good trainer. Well, do me this favor. Somebody give, give a call to this program. Drop me a line on the Grand Boxing Facebook group. Probably not email. I'm not so hot at that these days. But do something. Send me a message and let me know. What Russian trainer would have to knock out one? What European trainer? What Latino trainer? What any trainer? Robert Garcia? Who? Abel Sanchez, who? Who out there would have done it? I don't even know if this exists. Andre Ward might have been getting his ass kicked, but he's still a hell of a fighter. And he knows how to listen to his trainer. And without that American trainer across the ring, Sergey Kovalev, let me tell you this, while you're busy slamming American trainers, without that American trainer across the ring, Virgil the Fight Whisperer Hunter, Virgil Sweet Nothings Hunter you wouldn't have had an Andre Ward in an upright position he would have been knocked out he would have been destroyed an American trainer is why you did not get the knockout because that American trainer was too on his shit and knew how to hypnotize and play make believe to a point that it was enough to get his fighter through to where he could pick up a robbery victory that's what Virgil Hunter knew how to do that was an American trainer when you get your own fight whisperer, when you get your own sweet nothings in Russia, come talk to me. I haven't met him, and I haven't heard of him. On the ground boxing family, that's enough of my take on the bleak 2017 outlook. They say it's going to be much better. Al Heyman's going to put this fight, that fight on. Last time I checked the schedule, I'm not seeing all that. I'm still waiting for Garcia versus Thurman. You know, and in years past, would that have been a big deal? No, nah, it would have been an okay fight. But shit sucks now, so that's about all we got. Anyhow, let's take it to our Central Valley of California correspondent. I know it's got to be cold there this time of the year. It, damn, it gets cold. It's hot in different times of the year, but it's so cold right now, RC. And the boxing world is a cold, cold place to be as well. Anyhow, good to have you on the program. 
Hey, friend, what's going on, man? Good morning, Shoot Green. Uh, everybody in the OTG family, happy 2017. It's good to be here. Um, man, you went on a good one, and I like how you winded me up with the Danny Garcia comments right before you brought me on, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, there's so much we could talk about going on leading up to the new year. Uh, unfortunately, you gave us that news about Sergey Kovalev talking about American trainers and whatnot. Um, it really reminds me of Leo Santa Cruz losing to Carl Jones. I mean, Carl Frampton. Um, <laughs> Carl Frampton. <laughs> he uh, he really reminds me of that, uh, uh, not really understanding or not being able to comprehend taking an L. And, uh, you know, rightfully so because, of you know, he obviously did win that fight. But at the same time, you know, you got to conduct yourself a little better than that as a champion, as they say. Um, it was sour grapes never goes well with anybody. And uh, it's really unfortunate because Sergey Kovalev was, you know, one of my favorite fighters. Uh, he still is. I still like Sergey Kovalev a lot. Um, that, that doesn't change it, but it does put a little bit of a uh, stank on it. So, uh, yeah, Kovalev, come on, man. You got to conduct yourself better than that. Just uh, do whatever Andre Ward says because he's going to, you know, make you try and bend over a little bit just to get this rematch going in because, you know, because, uh, you know, Suge, Andre Ward, he already proved everything there is to prove in boxing. So he he really has no reason to further continue his career. He could retire today because he's accomplished everything, like you said, right? So um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You know, uh, but, it's uh, funny. I thought he wanted to be recognized as pound for pound number one in the sport, pay-per-view number one draw, a big star, all this kind of shit that uh, Dan Goosen supposedly wasn't doing for him. If it, he accomplished all that. I fucking missed it because damn near everybody missed out on his fight against Kovalev except the diehard boxing fans. That wasn't breaking no records. That wasn't doing anything. So this guy, he never became what he said he is, let alone what he said he wants to be. The dude uh, sat out his prime. The guy did less than anyone with his amount of talent ever thought about. And really his greatest accomplishment was a loss where they awarded him a win. This is his greatest accomplishment right here getting a robbery over a man who kicked his ass. Well well done. You proved it all, Andre. <laughs> yeah, really, though. It's funny because, yeah, like, you know, he sat out for so long, then he fights three ham and eggers, gets a robbery over Kovalev, and he's like, oh, huh, I might just take another vacation. So uh, it's really unfortunate for, the, for the fans because, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I used to I used to like Andre where I felt like I was – I didn't really care for his career – for the most part, and then I started to kind of come around towards him, and now it's just like, man, uh, I can't join that Ward Horde crowd. I don't know how how people really are on that train. Andre Ward is like, he's just so, he, it's just a big mask. That's all it is, and if he's going, then, you know, good riddance. But um, got to give credit to uh, the fighters of 2016 who put on a hell of a show, you know, the Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, um, and Carl Jones for being fighter of the year. You know, he really went under the radar for how well he did, and I got to give him credit where it's due. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the rematch with him and Leo Santa Cruz. Hopefully he could actually, you know, put down Santa Cruz so we don't have to hear that crybaby again talking about, uh, let's do it again in L.A. Uh, how about no, guy? He already came over here to your country, so I uh, can't wait for that rematch also. Um, like you said, you got Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman in about two months. Um, in a fight where I think that, both fighters can expose each other's weakness uh, here and there. So I think it's a complete 50-50 toss-up. You know, obviously, Danny Garcia is my boy. I hope to see him win. 
But um, I could see it going the other way. Keith Thurman definitely has power to change a fight. And um, even though he is sloppy and rather amateur at times, uh, all it takes is one shot when it comes to a power puncher like him. So um, looking forward to that. Um, and I'm really looking forward to how the heavyweights are going to turn out this year also because 2017, um, you know, uh, we, we still got the three monsters in the room and we still got uh, one coming from the swamp in Vladimir Klitschko. And uh, we got one in Tyson Fury who looks like he's training again. So who knows what's going on there, but we know that we got three killers in the league, in the division. And uh, I think uh, the, the, the big spot is up for grab from Anthony Joshua. Uh, I know I said some things about him in the past that um, – you know, I could I could take those back in, in, without any any kind of a shame looking down at all because this guy has all the talent in the world. You were right, Shug. This guy might have his own era, man. You know, Anthony Joshua's got all the tools in the world. Uh, looks like he's finally getting uh, uh, his name out there more so than it was. You know, he's uh, doing uh, he's having videos with like Kevin Hart, The Rock. He's got you know sponsored by Beats and this and that. So he's doing his thing, and I think that if if he gets on a, a big stage uh, for the people, uh, this guy has all the tools to captivate everybody and give him a good taste in the mouth of boxing, unlike the bad taste of boxing that we got from Mayweather Pacquiao. Um, it's just so much, man. And, and then we got to can't forget the, 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 the cash cow of boxing right now and Saul Canelo Alvarez, uh, who, who, who might be getting into the ring with Triple G in September. I think he will. Uh, people think it oh, might not happen. That but... red piece of crap is the cash cow, you know, which maybe you're right. You know, I've been saying he's going to be pay-per-view king, and he's pay-per-view king without a kingdom because that doesn't mean anything anymore with no buys in the pay-per-view market. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, that, that if he's the cash cow, the Jews got something. Uh, I don't know what tradition it's involved in. I don't believe it, it's in the Bible, but they got something where – the red heifer is some type of sign of the apocalypse. So if he's the cash cow and he's red, maybe he's the end of boxing. <laughs> hey, you might be right because we can throw so much shade at what Canelo did in 2016. Um, if you if you think about it, you know, he did get knocked out of the year from, uh, I'm not sure which uh, source it was, but um, with the American. But he, if, if he was as great as Oscar De La Hoya promotes him to be, uh, being a younger him and all this and that, he would have been fighter of the year last year, not Carl Jones, but instead he decides to fight Liam Smith and Amir Khan and, ugh, you know, so, uh, and they, right now it's looking like he's still in negotiations deep with the, the Prince of Mexico, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And that fight looks like it might go down. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, I could see them having a, a million dollar belt at stake because, uh, if we thought Canelo weight was something, well, I think Canelo would actually put on about nine pounds, maybe a little bit more, just to get a weight where Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. could actually make. So, um, but that's also uh, uh, it's a it's Look, a, I understand let me put it's it a this fight way. where if Chavez if Chavez is not weight drained, even though he's not a good fighter, he will kick Canelo's ass, and Canelo's yeah. half decent now. Canelo's that's a way saying. better fighter than Chavez. It's just the size Canelo. Canelo looks stupid the closer to middleweight he gets. He's thick, he's big, he's solid, he's short, he's, he's dude. <laughs> Chavez is gonna whoop that ass if Chavez <laughs> ain't drink. Not due to skill, just due to different size men. You know, and Canelo is not that exceptional. He ain't yeah. gonna be Manny Pacquiao running around to Oscar De La Hoya at the end of his career. Canelo ain't got that in him. And and Chavez is gonna hate Canelo so much on fight night. Because he's going to get screwed so bad at the table, he's going to be all up in the 
shit out of them. And and that's what I'm saying. I was I was um, leading to the point where I think I know boxing fans are like, oh, this is a waste of time fight. You know, Chavez Jr. Blah blah blah. You get so much negativity out of this fight, but um, the way I look at it is is you got um, you got two guys from Mexico that are really big out there, and this is a fight that'll be for Mexican supremacy. And I think that. Uh, if if the real Mexican fans out there, like my my old well, neighbor would tell me about, in fairness to when, Mexico and all of the great Mexican boxing fans, Chavez Jr. ain't even in a conversation about Mexican supremacy <laughs> after quitting in the fashion he has. And this is the only guy who claims he really won a fight that he quit. Yeah, I was going to say, but he was winning that fight though, right? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> He's, he's a funny one, man. You know, I, I kind of like Chavez Jr.'s character. You know, uh, he, he's uh, he's definitely been cool in my book. And now that if he possibly gets this fight with Canelo, I'm saying it too, you know. Um, I think the way Liam Smith tagged up Canelo, there's no way in hell he could take shots like that from Chavez Jr. There's no way he can. And I, I'm somewhat intrigued by this fight. And uh, I hope it happens. I don't I mean uh, I'd rather see that than Billy Joe Saunders. Saunders from how sorry he looked his last outing. So, and I heard Chavez Jr. had a really good outing his last fight. So, um, I hope that fight goes down. And uh, man, this is just uh, so many possibilities coming into the new year. We'll see how Errol Spence ends up coming out. I think this might be the year where he's uh, he he steps his game up and really gets his name out there from doing some damage to these guys like he's been doing. Uh, I think that's also one of those guys who could possibly have an era, um, just like Anthony Joshua, because Errol Spence is that damn good. So we'll see how he turns out. And it's just so many possibilities. I got the return of my man Cotto coming up against Kirkland, going to put him to uh, out back of the shed like old Yeller. So um, it's just a lot of things going on, man. And, um, it's been a while since we got together here at On The Grind. And, and you know, man, it feels good uh, to hear you giving the rants that need to be told in the boxing world because uh, I haven't heard any uh, boxing, uh, uh, any kind of podcast or anything like that from people talking boxing. It's just been, just been me and the boys waiting for the show to come on, and that's why um, I was uh, throwing out the bat signal with the Seahawks sign because I was like, where's this guy been at Seattle sign? I know um, D's always having, you know, uh, 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 unsanctioned shows with him uh, <laughs> talking about boxing. So I don't know. I was like, yo, if it's 2017, we got to get the boys back and see how it goes. But hey, man, it's good to be here. And um, we got a lot of things to look forward to. Let's put 2016, uh, let's sweep it and throw it in the trash because that was a bad year for boxing. And um, uh, also, let's not forget, I, I want to see the um, a better year this year from one Adrian Broner than I've seen last year because, yes, last year was a bad year for Broner just like it was for the entirety of boxing. Well, some people believe they have reasons to feel optimistic regarding not just Broner but a whole host of Heyman fighters allegedly and supposedly. Word on the street is Heyman let all the fighters know that you better be ready to fight somebody. You better be ready to fight fights. Now, Uh-oh. here's what I have to say about this. It's true, great, okay? Congratulations if it's true. And, you know, hats on the back and thank you so much. But back to reality. You know, this is the time of the year. Even though it's cold outside, or even where I live, you know, it's, the day starts out in 40-something or 50-something degrees. It gets up to, like, the high 60s low 70s maybe, and I mean like 71, you know, on a good day lately, this time of year right now. Yeah. 
And, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and this is, I'm in Southern California. Come on. I'm in Orange County. I'm nine miles from the beach right here. And yes, I've been on uh, right on the water before, but right now I live nine miles from the beach. So anyhow, OTG. Right, right. This is the time of the year, even though it's cold outside, even though all of our favorite fruits aren't ripening on the trees and in the gardens and on the farms. In fact, most people are they're preparing their ground right now, getting it ready so that after the last frost, they could start planting and transplanting because so many of your favorite crops are killed by frost. So with that being said, here's a little fun fact you might not have known. What time of the year is the most produce sold in grocery stores? No, not the spring, not the summer, not the fall when everything's becoming ripe because we do typically have three seasons here, growing seasons. And there is stuff you can grow through the winter, uh-huh. but I'm not going to get into all that. This isn't a gardening show. Anyhow, this <laughs> is the time of the year where the most produce are sold. Why? Because everybody has a New Year's resolution, RC. You see, I'm not going to eat the Big Mac and the uh. Whopper and the double cheeseburger and the Jumbo Jack and the Taco Supreme and the chicken quesadilla. And I'm not going to fill up on the iced teas and the soda pops and all this nonsense and the French fries and the shakes. Look, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go to the grocery store. It's January. As of this show, it's January 8th. I'm going to go hit the produce section. I'm going to buy all the healthy food. Well, yeah, that goes on for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months tops, but not really. Mostly all. I ain't getting that far. Not I mean to insult my right. research, but, but it's just reality. So most of y'all are out there. At this time of the year, you, you want to convince yourself and everyone, you know, maybe you're posting on Facebook about your diet. I don't even know. I ain't been reading. But, dude, they sell the most right now, even though it ain't there. And when it's all plentiful, you're all too busy eating Big Macs. You're not worried about it. Or when it's all coming right. So you're paying that high dollar. They're selling you more of it than ever. It's coming in imported from different hemispheres and whatnot. So, come on. OTG fam, Al Heyman, yeah. his fighters, they're, they're just they're, they're getting ready to sell more produce. That's all they're doing. They're getting ready to sell mo- more produce right now. Those business as usual come later. I don't believe it. What fights uh, do we see lined up? We we got uh, Thurman Smith, right? We got, or excuse me, uh, Thurman versus Garcia. We got uh, Santa Cruz versus Frampton. Man. And then what? What, what? what do we got? What do we get? Danny Garcia versus or Danny Jacobs, excuse me, versus Golovkin. There you go. But that's it. Then it peters out. There ain't gonna be nothing else. There ain't gonna be nothing else. It's gonna be all. I mean, and only one of those fights, even though Heyman got more fighters than anybody ever thought about having in boxing. What? One of those fights is actual Heyman guys against each other. You know, so you just won't you won't match your guys for the most part. We got the Garcia Thurman fight. His guys are gonna fight. But if he just put all of his best guys against each other, he'd have some fights. You know what I mean? He don't do it, though. But definitely, luckily, definitely. there's some other people out there who will come together and make a promotion with him because he wouldn't have shit otherwise, but he's not interested in doing that. But, oh, well, y'all go to the store. You, you buy all your apricots and plums and you know, get, re- get ready. It's just going to make that Big Mac taste better in a couple weeks. <laughs> what if he's telling the truth, though? Because what if he spent a lot of that money like we know he did and he's like, yo, I got I to gotta do something else to get some money. There's no way I'm going to go into the 2017 with, with not producing the way, you know, his stock was going down as far as if you put his money count on a, tr- on a board, you know. So what if he is like, I don't know. Okay, he mostly plays with other people's money. Up. 
he had the one other read money, and yeah, it, it may be all gone. But so what? I don't think he's tapped into his own money. I think he's got all the money. He <laughs> could probably walk away at any time and be fine. And most of his fighters made a lot yeah. of money. And if they didn't, oh well, there's life after him. I, I don't, I don't think he's lost his ass over this. Maybe his company might be losing his ass. I don't have any comment on that. I don't know. You know, I, I know about we've we've all yep. seen all the, the figures and trade publications about the hundreds of millions of dollars they've burned through. But I mean, how long can this go on? I don't know. You know, find someone else to give him more money. Not likely. Is he interested in spending his own? Not likely. We'll see. It should be wrapping up, but you never know. Anyways, y'all you know, buy the produce anyways, guys. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, New Year's resolution jokers. That's some bullshit. I'm, I'm one of those guys who don't believe in that sort of thing. I think if you're going to do something, you do it whenever. It don't matter what day it is, so fuck all that. Uh, but I'm growing fruit trees all year, dude. All year, every year. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. Right now, you know what I do? Right now, there's less of a line at Carl's Jr. There's less of a line at Del Taco, Taco Bell. I'm going over there right now. I eat healthy all year. I'm like, shit, all you fools are playing the health fanatic. I'm going to go, you know, jump in your lane for a minute, eat all that junk food and enjoy it for a couple weeks. And then once you all petered out because you couldn't take it because you weren't about it, I'm going to go back in the produce section. No one's going to be standing there. I'm going to get all the choice fruit. And enjoy the fruits of your labor, as someone on the show likes to say. Uh, but yeah, that's funny. That's funny. It's like uh, when someone gives you money when you're a kid to spend it on something, and you just spend it on stupid shit, and you don't really care about it. But if it was money you actually earned, you'd probably spend that money a little bit more wiser. And that's how Al Heyman really runs his business. I, I see it now. So it's like, yeah, yeah. You never know, man. Um, uh, but hopefully, uh, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman kicks off some of these guys actually getting into ring with each other because you know there's a lot of guys he has on his roster that are in his stable that I want to see take some L's and get some dubs. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, and, man, I mean, speaking of fights coming up, uh, Manny Pacquiao got a fight coming up, and it's not the most impressive fight if you're a, a, a fan who's uh, not a diehard boxing fan because uh, <laughs> we wanted the Terrence Crawford, but he was talking about $20 million guaranteed for it. So it's like, yo, uh, priced himself out a little bit there. Um, uh, I would have loved to seen Bud Crawford fight Manny Pacquiao. I think he's been a bully, and I want to see him get tested. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. They need to find another way to do it. Hopeful. If Bob Arum brought that <laughs> to one of the networks, I mean, I think they wouldn't have any problems selling commercial ad time, you know, to make a fight like that worth it. I don't think it would be a problem. Put Manny Pacquiao on a Saturday night on CBS or any of these networks that might have an interest in boxing, why the hell not? No, but is it going to be under the PBC banner? I think not. Is there exclusivity with the PBC brand? Just waiting for these stupid deals to run out. That's what I'm waiting for. Because imagine, Manny Pacquiao, Terrence Crawford, could be a fight where Pacquiao gets paid $20 million if it was on broadcast television. Easily, man. You know, I think that that has uh, big dollar signs all over it. Because Terrence Crawford, he's not the biggest name out there, but he's definitely got a name out there. Yeah, it's promoter, right? People you know? will definitely tune in. But pay for it? I mean, we've already seen it doesn't matter the quality of the match. People are not interested in paying for boxing right now. They're not. They're not yep. interested in paying yep. beyond their subscription fees yep. to their uh, premium cable networks. They don't want to pay for, for additional boxing. They want to see it on HBO. They want to see it on Showtime. And if there's a good match somewhere else, it's not at some weird-ass time 
desperate to be a clairvoyant to figure it out, then they're interested in that too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 100% agreed. You know, we're at, well, we've been in the transitional state of boxing, and there's no superstars that really captivate the, the people's atten- uh, uh, attention like Manny Pacquiao did, excuse me, um, and Floyd Mayweather did at the time. But, uh, yeah, we got to build them up first, and, and hopefully um, hopefully, I think guys like Errol Spence and Anthony Joshua could be those guys uh, waving the flag down the road, you know. So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, a fight like um, I thought Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia should have been uh, national, nationally televised on PBC, but I think that one's going on Showtime, I, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, can't wait for that. And, um, man, um, let's just see how it goes. 2016's in the dumpster, like we said. Uh, we got some, some, some young cats coming up. We got some heavyweights heating up more than it has lately. Um, with, and we got uh, AJ and WK. So uh, we got some things on the horizon. <laughs> 2017 definitely has a brighter outlook than, than uh, 2016 had at the time. And, um, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy that we're talking about all these big fights, big fights, and guys coming up, guys coming up. We forget how, you know, Canelo is supposed to be the guy right now, and we really don't have anything too hot to say about him other than him probably going to get tagged up by the Prince of Mexico with Chavez Jr., so uh, I think that guy has to step his game up. If there's a such thing as New Year's resolution, uh, I want Canelo to step his game up. I want Wilder to step his game up. I want Spence to step his game up. Um, and some of these other guys. Uh, I don't know like what Spence Vladimir has to do to step his game up. I mean, we need, we need the champions to step their game up and get in the ring with them. Same thing with Triple G. We need the champions to get in the ring with them. We have that WPA interim shit or whatever, regular or whatever they're calling Danny Jacobs these days. And so many of you got your hopes up. You're like, oh, now, now Triple G is going to see. He's going to get in the ring with the black <laughs> fighter with power. And he's like, man, just stop that shit. Quick, stop Twitch. that shit. <laughs> just, look, just stop. I mean, look, Danny Jacobs, decent fighter. You know, if you like him, I understand. If you hate Triple G, I understand. Don't. don't don't put all your eggs in that basket. That's all I got to say. That's my advice to all going into 2017. We we're so excited. True. Triple G is about to get his ass kicked. Or, or he'll get a victory, but he's going to get exposed and beat up. Or, you know, things are going to happen to him that have never happened to him before. Hey, guys. You know, just, <laughs> just do me a favor and write it all down. And if possible, post it on the Underground Boxing Facebook group. And I can't promise I won't bump it after Triple G's hand is racing Victor. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's our buddies on the team over J- Janelle. Well, Janelle's from the area, so I could see why he'd go to that fight. But old D. Willow oh, Wilson. Is he, is he picking? Is he picking Jacobs? Yeah. I, I'm not. I I would think he would. Or is I'm he going sure. with that uh, kind of hedging his bets prediction? Like like Danny Jacobs is going to get some kind of moral victory over Triple G for all the Triple G haters. Out there. <laughs> Yeah, no. man, uh, I, I, I would uh, like to believe that I think that they're leaning towards uh, Jacobs. And uh, I think it's funny for the, like I said, Janelle, he's from the area, so I understand for him going to that fight, it makes sense. You know, if something's around my area, I'll make it as well. But old D. Willow Wilson going all the way from Texas out there. Hey, if you got it, my man, you know, spend it. But uh, I think anyone spending money to go to that fight will be very disappointed. I think, you know, I like Daniel Jacobs. He's a cool dude. You know, I met him. Real nice guy. 
Um, and he's been impressive as a, as far as what he does in the ring. And, you know, he obviously has the, you know, the good background story, being the miracle man, this and that. So he's uh, uh, gone over face pretty well. And um, I hope he does well, but, you know, I'm not, ex- I'm not uh, expecting anything spectacular. You know, I have a lot of things to say about Triple G. Those are just my personal opinions. But at the end of the day, the man could fight. You know, um, when he broke Kell Brook's eye socket, I was like, okay, well, I guess that power is real because, you know, you can't, you can't question a man's power when he does something like that, regardless of someone's weight and things like that. You know, you would think that uh, Deontay Wilder punching Charlie Zelenov would do something like that, you know, as far as like a size difference thing. But, uh, you know, when he did that, I was like, well, shit, man, I could say all these things I want to say about Gennady Golovkin, but there's no questioning that man's power. So, um, I think he's going to take care of business against Daniel Jacobs. But I think there'll be moments where he looks a little vulnerable, but at the same time, you know, he's probably got the best body shots in boxing and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a monster for the, for the little guys he's been picking on for the, uh, for the uh, lack of competition that he's been taking on. He's been a monster. Who has the best body shots? Gennady Golovkin, I believe. He's oh, wow. uh, he's an absolute machine, right. you know. Yeah, no, he mixes he's a it machine. up. Well. I'll give it I'll to him. That. He mixes it up well. I, I don't know if he's got the best body shots, but he mixes it up well. He's throwing some hard body shots, which matter. And anyhow, yo, he knocked out, he knocked stands, out Dwayne Wade uh, with a shoulder punch. <laughs> look, all you guys need to realize, Danny Jacobs, he's he's not. He's not your savior, okay? He's not your savior. He's not gonna. He's not gonna make Triple G go away. He's not gonna end it. Triple G is no. still gonna be calling out Canelo. Triple G is still gonna be talking about. He's gonna move up when he feels like it. And he's still gonna be calling out names like Carl Frotch, even though he's fighting at 160, but ain't moving up to fight Andre Ward or nothing like that. It's still. It's all still gonna continue. Just yep. like it. Abel Sanchez is still gonna say things to piss you off. Just, I'm trying to do you a favor. I don't want you For to sure. go through this shit all over again. If you believe Danny Jacobs is the answer to one or more of these problems, you are mistaken. The diagnosis and the medication do not go together. Danny Jacobs is not solving this problem. You're still going to be suffering. Don't think that mild bit of relief that you get in the pre-fight hype is a cure. You just have a temporary relief of symptoms that is going to taper off, and then it's going to redouble when you deal with the reality that Triple G is still exactly where he was before, and Danny Jacobs accomplished none of the things that you would hope for on fight night. This message has been brought to you by Omnibus Box. And a spoiler alert. <laughs> and I like to add. I like to add on to that. If you believe Keith Thurman will be the man to change things in 2017. You are mistaken. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to put that one on there, too. You, I, I, you had to, to put that one on there. Let me add Don't try to piggyback that on, on the my speech, man. Nah, don't try to throw a bad <laughs> apple in the middle of a nice harvest with a 50-pound barrel. Nah, uh-uh. No way. I got a 55-gallon barrel of nice shiny apples. You just threw a rotten one on there and tried to mix it up like it's one of them. Speaking of rotten apples, <laughs> you don't like to have too many rotten apples. They could spoil a whole good bunch. But that's why we don't have no rotten apples. We just got different varieties, you know, keeping with this. I guess when you ran into a gardening thing, yeah. different parts of the country, you got different hardiness zones. And plants and people can take different amounts of adverse conditions. So anyhow, with that in mind, we do have our 
Southern edition to the on-the-ground boxing program, D. Willow Wilson. And he probably, I'm just guessing, has a lot to say going into 2017. Well, this is his opportunity to do so. Willow, happy New Year. Sugar Green, welcome back. OTG family, happy New Year. Uh, RC, I'm going to start off with you, sir. See, I'm a grown man. You've got you've got a lot of, well, you're not really that young. You're like 26 to 28 or something like that. So when you get your wife, right, there's going to be times that you've got to do things for her. And in doing those things that you might not necessarily want to do, you find things that you will enjoy while doing those things. So I told my wife I would take her to New York. <laughs> they popped up. The fight is in New York, Triple G. Janelle says he's going to be there. Sam says he's going to be there. D says he's going to be there, but we know he's probably not. So Man, they always that's say when that. I decided. Yeah, that's when I decided to go. I, you know, this fight isn't really that big of a deal, but I'll be there. Good time to go. Go see a fight in uh, Madison Square Garden. Why not? You know, so I don't believe all Danny right, Jacobs. Right. Danny Jacobs is probably going to get knocked out. Uh, okay. You know. There we go. There's some so, reality. So. Yeah, you know. But I'm going to go see it. I, you know, seeing people get knocked out, is it can be fun. And especially when you get to do it with some of your OTG family, right? So that's what we're doing. Uh, to you, Sugar Green, you started to show off with this, uh, um, you know, succubus-type feel where you're just sucking the life out of 2017. Um, you said that uh, Austin Powers was a fag. No. Austin Dude, Power, look. Austin let, me, let me clarify something. You talk he about Austin Powers bitches. all day. I'm happy to let you go, but let me clarify something. This is the time of year where you pull all the weeds out, you throw the trash away, you burn it. And you fertilize the ground with a bunch of shit, and it stinks. But it's the truth, and it's what you need to get healthy growth. And that's what we're doing right now in springtime. Well, hell, if we fertilize the ground well enough and we did our job planting and watering, God will really make something grow in the boxing world for a springtime harvest. I got you. I mean, that's a good analogy, but Austin Powers had bitches. He's not a fag. Um Nah, also, dude, hold on, man. You, you don't conduct pop- yourself like that, dude. That, he only had bitches because it was a movie, so stop. If that was a real dude, what, a, he, if that was a real, real... No, Klitschko is a real dude. But I'm not a real dude in the sense of being a real dude, but in fact, he doesn't just exist yeah, in the make-believe a, world type of real right. dude. <laughs> I mean, hey, but like you said, we you, you tried to hedge your bet like you said, oh, Triple G could be this guy. Triple G is a the guy. They're the same goddamn guy. Quit your double standards. Also, you have to apologize. Uh, Triple G is a goofy ass dude. I've called him a nerd before, right, but I just don't think anyone could be as bad as Klitschko was with that Anthony Joshua thing. Same. Before I thought it was They're neck and neck. But that's the worst thing I ever seen <laughs> in athletics, not just hey, boxing. It, hey, it, he'll, but he'll prove you wrong. There was neck and neck because they would each outdo each other trying to get the big fight. So when he's trying to get the big fight, it's going to come. When he's talking Canelo, he's going to nerd it up because that's what they are. But also, uh, earlier um, when uh, when Sergei, well, Sergei Kovalev lost the war, that next day I came on and I said it was Donald Trump's fault, and you went on a tirade, a tirade about it. And, well, you know, I don't, I I don't, I'm saying, not saying I, I believe saying? it. I said it's a conspiracy theory that I don't necessarily believe, but I said it's out there, and you're one of the people putting it out there. Okay, so 
so you can take away that tirade at least. Like, hey, I apologize for the tirade. I understand that I shouldn't be wearing the Trump thing to the union job. Uh, maybe he shouldn't have did that when Mexicans don't like him and boxing is a Mexican sport. Right, you'd be you know? surprised so, how many union Mexicans actually favor Trump. They want to go to work. They they want to work for forty bucks an hour. They don't want Poncho working for fifteen. You know, Juan wants to get the money that I get. He he, he don't want the guy jumping across the border doing it for ten fifteen dollars standing in front of Home Depot. He don't want that. No. That's bad for his economic outlook. No, I feel that. Hey, I, uh, and I believe him. Whatever, you know. I'm just saying some things you don't do. And, you know, he might have held himself there. But you say there are people that uh, saw the fight and don't know that he lost. I was there with the Russian fans as for six rounds. They stood in silence as I laughed and gloated. They know what it was, you know. And as to Ko- uh, Kovalev talking noise about uh, David Jackson, um, I, I, you know, this is what happens, man. What probably happened That's some was some sideways shit, it was, I can't believe yeah, that. Yeah, it was a close fight. It, yeah, it doesn't even make it. It wasn't even close. close he kicked fucking Ward's ass, and now he he's mad at his trainer. Like, what the fuck? No, yeah. No, yeah. You knew, I knew, he, you should have known he was a bad guy, because right after the fight, he called, he's been calling Ward a bitch. He, you know, he's giving him no credit. You couldn't knock him out. He hung with you, you know. So he gives him no credit. He thinks, you know, he thinks his shit don't stink, and it does, bro. Uh, you know, I put in a call to my man Kenny Porter. He had Ward. I put in a little, uh, put in a little email to my man uh, Mayweather Senior. He had it a draw. So you know, the the people, the boxing people that I know, they're not really good men. It's a Kovalev and 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 David Jackson probably said the same thing, man. You probably he probably said you should have stepped on the gas. You didn't do what you needed to do, and he got mad at him. Now. Uh, USA guys suck, you know, suck it. I never really liked that bum. Get him out of here. And I'm glad that you didn't, uh, you didn't allow your, your, uh, your love or your hate for Ward to overshadow that Kovalev is a, is a punk, a punk Russian. So uh, unlike the other Russians <laughs> like uh, Lomachenko and those other guys, if they're even Russian, but you know he's just a punk. Going into 2017, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of fights. That we're supposed to see, but the schedule isn't really showing it. So you know you got to show and prove. But you know it's looking for it's looking good so far. We get to see Danny Jacobs against Triple G. You know even though it's not going to be that big of a uh, that good of a fight, I don't think unless you know Triple G isn't as good as people say he is. You know I think I think Jacobs is going to give him a little something, but it ain't going to last too long. You know sort of like. Uh, the last guy did, and what's his name? Uh, the, the faker, fake surgery guy, the UK brother. Uh, just like he did, he's gonna Kel give him something early. Brooks? Yeah, Kel Brooks. Yeah, just the same thing as he did. Give him something early, and then it's not gonna last, and he's gonna get beat up. Uh, then we get to see uh, me, uh, me and RC rival for a, a whole month, as I predict Thurman to probably knock his boy out. But I will give respect to Danny and say that, you know, Danny's a real dude. He might not get knocked out, but that's what's going to be my prediction. That's what I see happening one time going in because this is bad blood. Uh, shout out to uh, – Here's the great up, possibility that we have blood, going into this fight. Let me tell you this, Willow. We have the possibility, you know, you don't know if he's going to get knocked out or not. We always share about the love <laughs> between father and son, Danny and Angel Garcia. We have the prospect of seeing Keith Thurman beating the shit – out of Danny Garcia, 
over the later half of the fight with Angel Garcia trying to decide whether or not he will throw in the towel, whether or not he will stop the fight. Does he love his son or does he love being on top? Uh, that's one of those questions that might get to be answered when Keith Thurman puts hands on Danny Garcia come March. Man, I, I know what you're and saying. And then we all woke up. I don't think – yeah, I don't think – I think Angel loves his son, man. I think these guys love their son. I don't think he'll let him get just beaten. But, you know, we'll see. You're right. We'll see. If he does that, then he's, he's a scum. If you let your son get beat, like he's probably going to get beaten – around the ninth and 10th when that beatings comes, uh, RC. I hope your guy throws in the towel just for his son's health and not because he wants to be a Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> and I'm looking, if I had a nickel every time I heard that about a Danny Garcia fight, I'd be a rich motherfucker. Danny Garcia been an underdog. But like I said, I don't want to go there because I think he I don't want to shit on Keith Thurman. lost to Lamont Peterson. He, he ran like hell from a one-eyed kind of fight of Luke, uh, Lucas Matisse. He only padded his record with One. wins against guys like Rod Salka. Yo, you ever see, you guys sound ungrateful when you say Rod Salka. Like, yo, he gave you guys some entertainment with he, that. He won, I know you appreciate he won the it. Title fighting, he won the title fighting Robert Guerrero, who was last a factor five years ago. Yeah, but, you know, you could, like, you could put him in a time machine and bring back him in his prime, and you know the same thing would have happened. Danny Garcia would still put hands on him, you know. So hell no, nah. you know. I mean, Keith Thurman, like I said, I, I I'm not gonna say sit here and say he's garbage and it's gonna be easy work. I think it'd be a tough fight, no doubt. Isn't but, it sad how close how close Guerrero versus Garcia was, considering Guerrero was completely shot at the time? Isn't that sad? But you got okay, yeah. But you got to take into account that Danny Garcia did a Mayweather job in that fight. He didn't want to, you know, go in there and trade with this guy. It was just, you know, hit and not get hit and go home with a belt and a fat stack of cash, and that's what he did. So, you know, when he wants to turn it on, that's when you get those Amir Khan neck knockouts. So you always got to be aware of that. Yeah, that's when he gave Rod Salka that one-two, one-two, boom, god douche. There goes English on your head, boy, and now he's a politician, so – he turned that white-collar dude into, you know, uh, a good career as it is right now, I'd imagine. He, you know, he's probably getting some gray hairs with his new line of work. But, he, he didn't win. He didn't win. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I can't wait for the fight because this always happens when Danny Garcia's in a tough fight. Oh, he's going to get knocked out this time. Watch. He, yeah, he's going to get dropped. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I've heard this plenty of times. Well, nobody was picking it, Salka, it, I'll tell you that. And we picked Peterson, and we were right, but Peterson won. I don't know, man. I gotta go over the. I gotta go over the uh, preview show. I bet there's one or two of you guys on the show that was pulling for Rod Salka that fight just because you guys don't believe in Garcia. Might have been Patty. I can't remember. <laughs> I have to look that. Wait, up. how did he lose? I I heard Rod, Rod Salka ran unopposed. So how could he lose? That don't make sense. What the fuck happened, dude? Let's see. Who knows, man? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Rod Salka, uh, tough dude. Oh, he that. ran unopposed in the primary. So he won the Republican primary, and then the Democrat who already had the uh, House of Representative job beat him. So that's what happened with Rod Salka. Uh, okay, okay. 2016 election. Okay, so we'll see where he goes uh, from here. He tries to get back in the political <laughs> ring. Another L. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe he could win, dude. Who knows? I don't know, but he ain't he ain't beating guys like Danny Garcia. We know that. Hold on, wait. Suge and Willa. Danny Garcia beats Keith Thurman this year, like I expect him to. Does that make him top ten pound for pound shit? I might even say top five, but I'll say top ten for you guys. Top ten beating Keith Thurman? Yes or no? Maybe to Willa, not to me. I don't think either of those guys are top yeah. ten pound for pound. Yeah, I don't think neither of them are top ten pound for pound, but you know, they'll put him close. You know, that will, if he beats Keith Thurman, he's legitimate, and nobody can hate on him ever again. You know, that's a, that's what he's got to True. look forward to. If he beats Keith Thurman, sure can't hate on him. I don't really hate on him. I just think he's gonna lose this time, and nobody can really hate on him. He's right, Keith Thurman. Right. But will he beat top five? I mean, top ten? Nah, hell no. He's got to do a little more than that. Hey, you know, Danny Garcia has never gone to work a day in his life without his dad there. Danny Garcia's dad takes him to work every day. You know that? (laughs) How would you feel if every day you went to the job, like you're you're with your dad every single day to work? Not at home. Hey, it's probably that too, but he works. His dad is basically holding his hand 24-7 his whole life. I mean, dude, this, this is the kind of guy... Like, like he, his dad probably tells him how to chew his food, how to drive his car, how to nail his old lady. You know what I mean? Like, I just it, their relationship creeps me out, dude. And it doesn't help the angel try to act like he's twenty years old. When, when your dad's trying to act like he's twenty years old, that's just embarrassing for anybody watching. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, Shug, he don't he, Angel Garcia don't like when people like call him. Danny Garcia, his dad, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't tell him I'm your dad. Tell him I'm your boy. You know, that's how they get down at the club and stuff like that. I've uh, been listening to some interviews recently with Angel Garcia. He's like, ah, you know, he wants that on the low. He's he's just one of Danny's boys. And that's how he sees it, too. So that's kind of cool. Imagine you and your pops going to the club. Well, you know, he was a big Friday Night Fights fan because he bought a bunch of that just for men they used to sell on that shit. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. 2017 is going just like 2016 with the hate on Danny Garcia and his pops. Uh, not not surprised, gentlemen. However, I will be waiting on the show with a fresh prey of crow for everybody. And even Patty, I'll send him a plate via social media on Twitter or something because God knows he can't get out that damn paperwork he's buried under. And everybody, I, I'm pretty sure everybody on the show is probably picking Keith Thurman. Except for D from the eight four three, I know he thinks Danny Garcia is gonna win that fight, but um, yeah, I, I think I'm the, I'm the lone sailor. You see how he sadly the ship? Did you see how he sadly said that? Because he knows that D don't know shit about boxing. No, he don't, he knows shit about boxing, but you know that D <laughs> usually picks the wrong person. That's why someone like, needs uh, to message you know, D. D. Someone someone needs to get D on here. I want to hear if he really thinks that thinks that. He don't think Danny Garcia is going to win, right? Oh, yeah. Watch. I'll tell him to call in right now. He's he's uh, It's just me and D on this ship. We're the yeah, only dude, ones. D, D should be uh, experiencing a downturn in his industry right now. Just like the produce industry is up, I'm sure a lot of people is vowing to watch less adult material this year, right? That's probably a New Year's resolution. Going to spank your yeah. monkey a little less this year, OTG fam, right? I bet you that's a New Year's yeah. resolution. Well, that's D. We'll say, hey, man, our time's a little bit slower right there. You're having to run to the cash register a little bit less in the mecca of sleazy material in South Carolina. (laughs) 
Oh man, yeah, he's probably busy hustling right now, but uh, I, I can't help you. Oh, they're in that right now. now. I, I hope those dudes you are heard all of record about support. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We 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 got to keep these business disclosed. We'll just uh, leave it at that. But we we heard him last time he was on the show saying, "Yeah, I'll give you that two for two for ten right there." So you know he's hustling. Well, I, I feel bad for D if he thinks that Danny Garcia is about to win a fight, but he's not. Danny Garcia is going to win this fight. It's not going to go his way. It's going to go the way of Keith Thurman. Because, dude, Danny Garcia is a letdown. He lost against Lamont Peterson. Anytime he's fairly matched, if there's not look, if if Keith Thurman gets injured or something, then Danny Garcia might win the fight. But he ain't winning a fair fight. He don't have what it takes. Yeah, dude. his ribs are gonna he get injured. Fight, he has to fight a glass neck joke like Amir Khan to get a win. He has to fight a guy who doesn't belong in the weight class like Rod Salka to get a win. He has to get robbery victories over guys like Lamont Peterson to get a win. He has to have Lucas Matisse go blind and still run from him over the course of 12 rounds to get a win. He ran from a one-eyed guy with no skills. Like, what? Who does that? He ran from a dude with one eye and no skills all fight long. So the thing is, Danny Garcia never really impressed anybody except his daddy. That's it. And Al Heyman probably. But nobody's impressed by him, dude. You won't, look, here's the truth. If Danny Garcia was Mexican instead of Puerto Rican, you wouldn't give two shits about the dude. Oh, no, come on, man. I love the Mexicans, like Donald Trump says. Come on, man. I love those guys. They're all good, man. And you're saying that he had to fight a, a glass jaw Trump like Amir Khan just to get a win. At the time, Khan was like an 8 to 1 favorite. <laughs> or Danny was the 8 to 1 underdog. Like, Danny Garcia on this been program. in this situation plenty of times. Amir Khan oh, yeah, never a favorite on this program except when we know the deck is stacked. <laughs> Maybe he's fighting a Colazzo who was last relevant 10 years ago. You know, come on, dude. Oh, we, we could just yeah, stop with yeah, that shit. Yeah, Colazzo, the guy, Colazzo, the guy that could have knocked out Keith Thurman if he had just a little more time on the clock. I'm glad you mentioned Colazzo, who was washed 10 years ago, because he just fought Keith Thurman, what, about three years ago? And he almost beat Keith Thurman, but the clock ran out, and, you know, and, and, you know shit happened, so... Um, if you said that Keith Thurman's got to get hurt for Danny Garcia to win this fight, yeah, he's going to get hurt. He's going to have a rib injury, <laughs> that's for sure. Well played. Well played, but I don't think it goes your way on fight night. We'll see. Danny I'm, Garcia. I'm like, the, I'm, like Patty, I'm like Patty Cronin, like when he was pulling for Carl Zab Jones Judah and everybody else was taking Santa Cruz. A shot, to, a shot to pieces, Zab Judah almost beat him. Zab wasn't beating nobody at that point, and Zab almost beat him. Ah, uh, man, come on. You know every, every – uh, pretty good fighter has one last hurrah. That's what that was. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's got a scar on his face from Danny Garcia. So, yeah, you know, to each his own, I'll say that. We could agree to disagree, gentlemen. I'm not here to try to tell you guys the truth. You know, I could only lead a horse to water. I can't make him drink it. So, you know, you guys will eventually get uh, dehydrated and start to drink the juice. So uh, when it comes along two months down the road, I will be here, like I said, and, uh, you know, I won't gloat as much. I'm pretty sure people think that I'm going to be like, oh, I told you so, I told you so. Nah, man, I'm, 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 I really wouldn't even be surprised when it happens. So, you know, I'll just uh, I'll let you guys soak it up. Well, speaking of leading a horse to water, we've got a fight coming up on Spike TV on the 13th. 
that features a guy with quite a gallop, like a horse, maybe Arislandi Lara, against a guy with quite a trot, like a one-legged pirate, and Yuri Foreman. Yes, Yuri Foreman, Arislandi Lara, WBA World Super Welterweight title on the line on Spike TV. Uh, is this the biggest fight in the world? No. Will I possibly watch this one? Yeah, there's, there's a chance I'll watch this one. I'm, I'm semi-interested in this. I can't tell you that it means a great deal. It doesn't, but it's just kind of one of those why the hell not kind of things. Do I care about it? Do I need to see it? No, but it reminds me of Friday Night Fights, I think is what it is. It's Friday night. These guys are about at the level like like this would be a, a big Friday night fight, like one of the big ones of the year if they did it. And it it'll be pretty cool. So I don't know. I'm kind of seeing it like that. Is it a, something that should be on HBO or Showtime? Absolutely not. No way. Well, Yuri Foreman or Slandy Lara, okay, let, let's see what happens. Uh, Lara should whoop his ass. Uh, shouldn't really be any question about it. I don't think anybody who listens to this show would pick Yuri Foreman, but I could be wrong. So I'll just say right now, I think most of us are all going to pick Arislandi Lara in that fight. Yuri Foreman hasn't been a serious factor for a while. He has been active, but he hasn't been going out there beating anybody that any of us would be worried about or any of the top fighters, more importantly, would be worried about it. So Arislandi Lara, he's going to pick up a wing. He's going to get back in the ring. He's going to talk a ton of shit probably about Kennedy Golovkin or something like that afterward. Hopefully yeah. Canelo too. I mean, hopefully he'll go after everybody, not just the one guy he's not doing anything to get a fight with. Because if he did move up and he did follow my plan, he would certainly get a fight, and he would turn the whole boxing world against Triple G, and Triple G refused to face him. However, he has chose not to do that at this time. Anyways, uh, coming up on Friday night, that that's the fight pretty much. Now, Saturday night, you get James DeGill versus Badu Jack. That's pretty good, right, OTG fam? Badu oh, Jack, yeah, James yeah. DeGill. We can't complain going into 2017. That's what well, well, we'll be just uh, over two weeks in at that point. Why the hell not? Let's let's check it out. So we got some boxing boys Saturday night. I'm going to say Eloise DeGill alert coming up Saturday, you mean? That's what I'll be looking oh, forward yeah. to more so than that fight. Eloise, I forgot that. Yeah. Well, we'll see how she's looking in 2017. You know, a lot of times some of these ladies overnight, they just, you know, they ain't the same no more. We'll, we'll see if she would hit her prime and if she's at the twilight of her uh, eye candy career in the front row of a boxing match come the time Badu Jack gets in the ring with James DeGill. Now, this is a fight where... The majority of OTG listeners, I feel, will be going with James DeGale. However, Badu Jack is certainly not to be slept on. He's certainly a capable fighter, and he is worthy of your consideration for the win, OTG fam. It's not all wrapped up. Yes, James DeGale has looked incredible, and he's held his own with performance-enhanced fighters and everything else, but Badu Jack is no slouch either. RC, how you feeling about this fight? Um, I don't really like either or fighter in this fight, um, especially James DeGale after his last fight with uh, Porky Martinez, or what was his name? I forget that that Mexican gentleman's name. Um, 
where he was, you know, sticking his tongue out after getting punched out. You know, James Miguel left a sour taste in my mouth, and I'd like to see him hit the canvas. And at the same time, I don't really care much for for uh, for Jack, but um, it's uh, I hope that he gets his ass whipped real nice. And um, I want to see James Miguel lose. I'll just keep it at that. I'm gonna keep it real. Uh, I want to see him take an L, and I want to see him get beat badly because his last performance was very lackluster. I think that he got a robbery victory, and then he acted as if he was, you know, he pulled a, a Andre Ward times three type of deal. So um, I want to see, I want to see James Wait, to get big an L. Andre Ward times three. Yeah, he was like completely like thinking that it was like an obvious win, clear cut, and you know he was a. Uh, I don't know what it is about those UK guys who try to like have our lingo. And, and things like that, our slang terminology, whatever you want to call it. I don't know uh, the attitude, the swagger, whatever you want to call it. He, he just uh, he rubbed me the wrong way thinking that he won the fight when he clearly lost the fight. And um, I remember when the, we came on the show the day after, a lot of people were giving him shit for that because he was, yeah, he, the way he fought, like he was just it was a complete joke of a fighter. And I, I really don't like that guy a lot. And see, there you go. I could like, I could dislike someone else that's who, who who's not – any of the Mexican descent. So uh, anybody who pushes that propaganda against me saying that I don't like Mexicans or Mexican fighters, you're wrong because I still like Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. No, I'm and just I saying, I'm just saying that if Danny, okay, if Danny Garcia was German, you wouldn't give two shits about him. How's that? It ain't about your hatred for another race. Uh, it's about you only <laughs> like him because he's one of your own. You know he's not exceptional in any way, shape, or form. You saw somebody else who was that type of mama's boy with their dad that Danny Garcia is, you'd be like, man, it's time to move out the house. <laughs> okay. I see what you're saying. I get you. But, nah, man, I think Danny Garcia is cool. And he was on, uh, what's that What's that podcast called, Willow, with uh, Nori, Noriega that Danny Garcia was on uh, about a month ago or something like that, a little over? I forget the name of it. Yeah, Drink Champs. There you go. He was on Drink Champs talking like he was Mike Tyson. I was like, yo, Danny Garcia, he's, he's, uh, he's about to step his game up for real. He's talking about he, hate, he hates everybody in his division, including Errol Spence. So expect that fight oh, yeah? to be coming after Yeah, Keith but Thurman. he ain't trying to make the fight. He can say whatever he wants on some uh, show with a bunch of drunk motherfuckers. And he ain't trying to make the fight, though. <laughs> hey, yo, that, that got me hyped. I was like, all right. I thought he was going to be, you know, swaying away from the question. So um, I think if, if if it goes down the way I predicted, I don't know how this, you know, just uh, got twingled into it all. But, yes, um, just, just remember, Danny Garcia is coming out on some Mike Tyson type shit this year. And you might be a fan at the end of the year, Shug. Right. So when I hear him coming out like Mike Tyson, I just think, what's he going to do, tattoo his face? He's already got a high-pitched little voice. So I ain't worried about Danny Garcia doing nothing Tyson-esque. At least not in the boxing ring. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, you know, this one's a little bit out there, but uh, kind of a, a, a odd subject. Let me take the take the flag for a little bit. What do you think about the? Uh, I know Willa have a take on this also about the big fight coming up this this year. Uh, uh, celebrity boxing about billions Mayweather promotion, whatever you want to call it, between Soldier Boy and Chris Brown. Should excited for that one? I think it's going to be on pay per view. I'm going to let you and Willa jump into this because I've never listened to a Soldier Boy or Chris Brown record, and I have no plan of doing so anytime now, soon, later, ever. I, I, to me, <laughs> these guys are irrelevant to society. 
You know what I mean? Maybe maybe they're part of the. Maybe you read magazines or websites to talk about them. Maybe you go on World Star. I ain't been on World Star in years. To me, these guys don't rate as human beings, so I don't give a shit about them. But Willa might have a word or two about it. So Willa, go ahead, jump into <laughs> RC. What do, what do you think about these two jokers stepping in the ring with Floyd Mayweather? Promotions. Hey, I think uh, you know, make the money. It's a fun, uh, it's, you know, it could have. I don't know. I, I, when you say record, I guess you mean a whole CD of Chris Brown's, because of course you've heard Chris Brown. Uh, everybody has heard Chris Brown. Soldier Boy, you know wait, exactly wait up, what wait, Soldier Boy what, is known for. What? Hey, what, what song <laughs> would I have heard by Chris Brown? I'm oh, just checking. I don't even Maybe know. you're right. Let me see well, if you can run it. If hey. everybody heard him, let me know. Let me know. Is it good? Let me know. You see, you can run it, run it. You hear it? It's all, it's all. Oh yeah, I've I, I probably heard yeah. that like in a clothes yeah. store with a chick before in the yeah. fucking mall. But, but you that ain't like real music. You know, That's like <laughs> bullshit. People, girls are buying fifteen dollar dresses, dude. dude get pop. the fuck out of here. No, it's pop. No, it's just pop music that you know. Same thing. Usher makes you. You don't disrespect Usher, do you? Yeah, that's that. That shit's on in the earring store that sells all the spray painted gold. Yeah, I got you. But no, <laughs> they were talking about shooting each other and doing all that. It, that was probably bullshit. Now they're at least gonna fight, you know. And it ain't that. Will I watch it? Probably. I'll probably stream that just to see because they got some other fights just to see the foolery. But you know, it's just foolery. That's all and so, what is what is Soldier yeah. Boy saying? Now, now I know Chris Brown. Then you're right. I, I know. Crank I know that, that Soldier Boy. You know the damn crank that Soldier Boy. Everybody. That's How's it go? How's it go? Yeah. How does it go? It goes. Uh, Soldier Boy up in this hole. Let's see something, something, huh? I, I can't even remember. Yeah, that's, probably that's probably only on the radio Ooh. in the South, dude. I, I ain't heard that shit. No. Hell no. Yeah. No. That shit's big that's out of the thing he's too. in there. That's yes, everywhere. <laughs> you that floor, you heard that song. Get out of here. But, hey, let me talk about this uh, <laughs> Miguel Badu Jack, Jack fight because I want y'all to hear, hear this first. Oh, yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. Miguel fight last time. He was looking pretty weak. Pretty weak against some Mad weak. Mexican, some guy nobody's ever heard of coming in. Poor Medina. Like six losses. Medina. There Porky we go. Medina. There you go. Porky Medina. Porky Cole Medina. That boy was out there. <laughs> he was looking good against the Gale. And, uh, you know, and this boy Badu Jack, you know, don't just because my son is half Swedish, that don't mean I got these Swedish ties. I think this boy is about to uh, is gonna do some work on this guy. I don't know about a knockout. I think it's going to be a real close fight, and unless he gets robbed, I think Badu Jack's going to win, man. DeGale didn't look too good his last fight. That's what, you know, I don't know why. Maybe he wasn't taking that guy serious, but he didn't look that good. So, hey, put some money well, on Badu Jack. I don't know. DeGale was well, saying the dude was on PEDs and all that, right? Oh, the Mexican guy, he was. You're right. Porky, what didn't he get caught? No, no, no. He just acted like he was on the uh, the PED. That's cause, yeah, that's the way he was one. Now I remember. Yeah, he was like he was insinuating that he took. Yeah, a he shot kept saying it in the post fight interview. He was making yeah, these yeah, sideways yeah. ass comments like he fought a yeah, dude on drugs. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you know. Now it's 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 all coming close. Yeah, yeah. But he's you know I don't know. Uh, a guy we've never seen on drugs still should be able to handle you. Or shouldn't even maybe the close. It was a real close fight. I think he still won, but it was a real close fight against a bum. Jack isn't a bum, and he's probably just as strong as this guy was on drugs. So, you know, just look for a good fight, you know. People aren't really clamoring about it, but I think it's going to be a pretty good fight, and I'm going to go with Jack 
you know, unless the girl show, unless the girl was just overlooking that guy and he was on roids. And he, you know, he old the girl can beat nah. that in a good in a good fight. The last the girl I saw last time can't beat him. I'll put it like that. Nah, man, sister, Porky. Hey, his sister, his sister ain't cracking shit. She, they don't crack that. Quick. Oh. Hey, that brown well, don't like, crack that quick, Shug. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll hey, see. I mean, I hope you're border. right. Now, I look forward to many years. Brown crack. Well, that's south many, of the border, many years brown ahead. Of, real quick. <laughs> for sure. Well, I, look forward, I look forward to smooth skin from her for many years, so I hope you're right. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Can, I, uh, can I ask a Yeah, a jump all over that. I mean, I mean, he has some interesting Willa. analysis. I mean, maybe, maybe Willa has a New Year's resolution to actually talk sense this year. Look at some of the things he was saying. Right now. He, said, he said, "Look, he said, look at Medina." He goes, "All right, bum on drugs." He goes, "Well, <laughs> Bad New Jack's probably just now." This is simple man's logic, but let's take it for what it is. He's talking to the simple man right now. He's saying, "Bum on drugs." He has a tough time. He goes, "Bad Jack is just as strong as that bum on drugs, but he's not a bum. He's got skills." Ooh. I mean, there's a point right there. Is that should we should we encapsulate the whole fight in that sentence? Probably not. It's probably not that simple. But you know what? That's a little nugget. Yo, I just want to yeah, ask you something. Well, you uh, you said you got Badu Jack in this fight, right? Um, would him would uh would uh James Miguel being a UK brother have anything to do with this? No, because Badu Jack is a European brother, right? You know, UK, European, you know, they're they're both the same type of guy to me. He's a Swedish brother. That's probably even worse. <laughs> UK and I got, you know, half of my, you know, my half of my son's family is Swedish, so I got nothing but love for Sweden people. But a Swedish brother is probably worse than a UK brother, so. But, but what are you basing that on? Damn. Have you ever met any? You ain't even basing that on anything, it don't sound like. Yeah, I've been to Sweden. They're sort of like the Swedish people are weird, man. I've been to Sweden many times. That's and hung out with black guys? That hung out with black guys? That hung out with black guys. There's not that many black guys out there, but there's a uh, – I hung out with some, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My and wife's kind of uh, My wife's friend. kind of UK's? Yeah. Yeah, they're even they're a little more <laughs> like they're a little more tame, you know. They're not. This ain't coming know. from me, they're UK. This ain't coming. This is a strictly will. <laughs> I, but I, I can't hey, help but get king. He's still fast. doing this. Hey, they're cool. Hey, I have a good time with them. They're cool guys. I, I mess with them, you know. But we're hey, just talking about so fighting. Hey, we're talking about Willa. being an animal. Are black people tough anywhere besides the United States? I'm, I'm just wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're tough in they're tough in Africa. In, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, but they're they're tougher in, uh, in North America. Not Nicholas Walker. North America okay. and South American blacks are all probably pretty much the same. Okay, so ba- basically, Western Hemisphere blacks is where it's at, and and right. there's something lacking know, in yeah. blacks from the old world. <laughs> exactly. <That's laughs> oh shit! Saying. Okay, okay, that's what he would say. All right. Damn. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Well, you know what? Like I, I mean, say, man. We, we have to be honest. The guys over here definitely have much more world title accomplishments, at least from a boxing standpoint. And there have been and some from great every Africans, standpoint. not nearly as many. Every standpoint. The, the Brazilians, the Southern Americans run soccer, and the black Americans run everything else. 
uh, I mean, the North Americans run everything else. North American blacks run everything else, so, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. There's always guys from everywhere that are good and that can hang, you know. I'm not saying at all, you know, just as a whole. Right, so you're saying metal, the majority of the NBA is black. The majority of the NFL is black. Uh, Major League Baseball, uh, what about Major League Baseball? Uh, Maybe that's a little closer. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I don't even know how it's split, but there's a lot of brown guys out there. Yeah, for sure. That are balling, yeah. But it ain't no black guys. It's like three black guys, and one of them (laughs) won the championship, right? It was a few black guys. No, there was a few real black guys on the Cubs, I think. Like legitimate (laughs) Afro-Americans. As opposed to what, imposters? As far as like Bernie Marti or Bernie Williams, <laughs> you know, Bernie Williams is was like Puerto Rican or something. You know, he was black. You thought he was black, but he really wasn't. He was Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I follow you. It's different. Yeah, just like real African Americans. You know, like Dirk Nowitzki's ah. a white guy, but he's not an American white guy. You know, that's all I'm right. saying. Yeah, you can tell by looking at him too, dude. He's kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Uh, he is. Damn, knowledge being kicked this morning by Willa. Now I'm changing my whole perspective of everybody. <laughs> Good hey. shit. Where's the whiskey man, from? That's what we're here to do. Is, is he Polish? That's Germany. a Polish name, but I don't know what. Okay, German. 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 But, but yeah, he got a Polish German. name. All right. So, so he's yeah, from Poland. Yeah, family from. Yeah, probably. All those names with ski on the end are Polish names. Like a lot of ski. No, I don't know why the lot of don't have no ski for real. No, no idea, but anyhow, you should have Adam X ski. What the fuck, dude? How, how come all the all the fucking Polish people that aren't fighters got a ski, but the fighters don't have it? Yeah, hella fine though. Anyhow, guys, it ain't gonna be too bad of a boxing weekend to tell you the truth. You know, we had to do a little bit of fertilizing, but for real, that's like a classic ESPN level Friday night fights. Friday night fights. Yuri Foreman versus Arislandy Lara. To me, that's good. You got Anthony Durrell making an appearance on the undercard. That's on Spike TV Friday night. Saturday on Showtime, James DeGale, Badu Jack. That's pretty decent. Now, boxing will probably suck for a couple months after that. Uh, other than, uh, what, you get your Rio Santa Cruz, Carl Frampton. What, what else are you going to get that you give a shit about? I'm trying to brainstorm right here. Uh, I, know, I know there's a bunch of guys stepping the ring with guys nobody's worried about. Hey, how about this? Nobody cares, fine, but I care. Roy Jones Jr. versus Bobby Gunn somehow is on pay-per-view, and Jones is trying to win Gunn's WBF World Light Heavyweight Championship. Now, hold on Damn. before you say anything. Roy Jones, one of the greatest to ever do it. And no, oh, fuck it. There was there wasn't a Bobby Gun wrestler. Oh, that was Billy <laughs> Gun. Okay, yeah. He won the he won the little box off. Okay, one of one of them guns Bobby won the Gun's box actually off in the WWE. The, Bobby Gun's actually been on this program, and he's fought uh, James Tony. He's fought yeah, he's fought different guys. He's he's known. Bobby yeah, Gun. Yeah, Bobby Gun. Yeah. But, yeah. So Bobby Roy Gun, Jones. not Billy Gun. I'm talking about Billy Gun. Sure, I'm sure. Not not, not Mr. Ass or whatever he's called. No, not that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Roy Jones versus Bobby Gunn. So that somehow that's going to be a pay-per-view. Um, Roy Jones has fans. Bobby Gunn has uh, localized fans as well, and a smaller number perhaps internationally because he has uh, roots in Ireland, roots in Canada. So, hey, Bobby Gunn, Roy Jones, a couple older guys step in the ring, uh, give it one more swing. 
Adrian Broner is going to step into the ring in February against Adrian Granados, the Battle of the Adrians with Gary Russell in support. Lucien Butte, I don't know if he'll be supercharged, but he's trying to make a return in Canada. Miguel Cotto versus James Kirkland happens in February on HBO pay-per-view. One of the biggest jokes. So pay-per-view is totally like shit right now. But somehow, some way, I, I don't even understand. HBO in this era, we don't get anything we give a fuck about. Gives us Miguel Cotto versus James Kirkland as a pay-per-view. Like nobody's gonna buy this. Period. Me. Nobody's gonna buy this. This is gonna be like it'll be like that. Nobody's gonna buy get this. Get my It'll get my money. I'll buy it. But um you know, this is just in Shug. The um the uh Hemi has uh, arrived, the Batmobile of O T G with the with the, the Hemi and the Dodge is pulling around the corner, I guess. We, we he just texted me and said, Yo, what's good, I'm on he, he had to get off the out off the grind and back on the grind right now. So your boy's on. All right, we'll see if D from the A four three has any New Year's resolutions. And if he really is, right away uh, Danny Garcia with that glitter stripper wear in twenty seventeen. D, happy new year. Good to have there you on. Hey to everybody, man. I missed the show, man. Good talking, uh, back talking to everybody, man. Uh, hey, I just spent, uh, I just had to spend like almost three grand, man, on my transmission in the heavy, man. Transmission went out, top trade up, it's in, man. Oh, shit. Hey, shit, the play well, number three, I'm gonna trade up, it's in for a while, huh? Well, with all that sludge and, and everything you get out there, if you still want to stay right. Mopar or Nopar, you should probably get like. Well, they got a Dodge Durango or something. Get a four-wheel drive. Dude, are you right? Durango. I do want a truck, man. I, I'm looking yeah. at this. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, Chevy truck. Oh, so you uh, ain't? They don't. They don't put Hemi's in those, D. I ain't never oh, really shit. been a Hemi man, you know. I, I kind of <laughs> like. I like. What? I had like Raleigh only Ryder turning over in his grave right now. Raleigh Ryder can't believe what he's listening to. <laughs> yeah, I was never a big fan, man. I grew up, I grew up Chevy, man. You forget I, I I got I got love for NASCAR, man, and Chevy's always been NASCAR. Okay, so, so you get a Super Sport 454 on one of those trucks. Damn, they don't make them no more. But I need I need something one, better. You on get gas, on the freeway, so. you watch it. You watch the needle on that on that gas gauge just going down. Exactly. Here on the freeway. Exactly. I see it going down with the Hemi. Shit, I need something better on gas, man. Uh, oh, don't yeah. be a pussy, dude. Come on, you can afford it. Slinging all them discs. Yeah, I can afford it. I can, I can afford it. But I, I ain't trying to pay that shit, man. I'm trying to go to big fights, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you got to go in a big gas guzzling engine or you, or you ain't doing it right. Shit, driving. I'm flying, man. Shit, you know, dude, we ain't got, getting any big, uh, <laughs> we ain't getting any big fights. I got 5.7, horsepower, four-wheel drive. Come on, dude. <laughs> get you, you say you want to save gas, D, get you a Toyota Prius. Shug, how much they run for out there? I know there's a lot You're of right. cars around your way. No, that's and a little too Toyota, small there. I'm not, I'm not I, I, I ain't going to slam no, no, none of the feminine dudes or cute chicks that listen to this program driving that car. But I, of course, am not a feminine dude or a cute chick, so I'm not going to be getting a Prius anytime soon. <laughs> I'm not big on NASCAR neither, but uh, I don't know. I think Toyota's making a run out there. Hold on, dude. 
I got a couple dude friends that drives a Prius, and they're not really feminine, but they still drive a feminine car. Again, it's like I respect that you have an opinion. I just don't respect what your opinion is. You know what I mean? So, again, you could drive a feminine car and still be my friend. I'll overlook that. <laughs> I don't know about no Prius, though. Yeah, well, dude, it's better than some of that other shit. You've seen the Echo? Or I don't know what that yeah. smart car is called, but there's some little chopped-off-looking thing and basically nothing but a fucking windshield in a back. You know, yeah, if you guys yeah, see that little yeah. ugly piece of shit? <laughs> You'll be roadkill, man. If a moped hits you, you roadkill, man. Or something like that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You know, I want to see Deontay yeah. Wilder drive that little fuckboy shit, dude. That would be so funny, dude. <laughs> put, all, put all this triple pinstripes on it and all that shit. He getting done it. A Zeke's custom auto body. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering cause I know when I go out to when I go to SoCal, I see so many of those fucking Priuses. So I figure you got the Damn. the price on them memorized by now, should. Nah, I, I ain't got one, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: they get great mileage, and if I just can't do it, dude. Like I appreciate they get great mileage, and they're supposed to be dependable see, or whatever. Whatever, whatever I looking shit. I got to have room for knock because I'm a big music enthusiast. And, you know, in the in the Hemi right now, man, I got, yeah. I got 312. Just get a roof rack, dude. Get that. a roof rack and put that shit on the roof. You'd you be starting a new trend. I got 312s, man. I got like 8,000 watts in this charger right now, man. When I took it to the shop, and, you know, the batteries are in the trunk for these chargers. They're in the trunk up underneath that That's thing, man. And, uh. When 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 I took it to the shop, the dude's like, "What the fuck do you have in this trunk? You ain't got a trunk. You got a five hundred pound box with three big ass speakers in it. How, how are we supposed to get that out of there?" I said, "Well, first of all, why the fuck do you got to get in the trunk to to repair to rebuild the transmission? I didn't understand that." But he said he yeah. had to kill the power on it. I guess, but. I mean, I didn't think you told me you didn't, because I asked him when I brought it there. I got a, I got a big stereo in in the trunk, you know. I got a lot of music in the trunk. Oh, and he said, oh, oh, we ain't gonna have to get inside there. I said, you told me you didn't have to get inside there, remember? He said, well, I said that, not thinking you had all that shit in there. And I was like, yeah. So I had to come up to the damn shop, help him get the box out. And uh, yeah. Wait, so, so you were you were turning wrenches and fucking running a drill motor? No, I wasn't doing none of that. Just, you know, I said, listen, because uh, I got three batteries in there also. I didn't tell you that. I got three batteries in there. I got two batteries running the system, and then I got the car battery. All right, hold so on. Literally, stay, stay right there. Uh, and you got the car battery. Two batteries running the system, car battery. OTG fam, normally we give you two hours solid of straight-up boxing. Boxing is a little lean this year. We're making it sound exciting. We're starting overdrive early, getting into some personal shit. If it ain't your thing, turn it off. We'll catch you next week. OTG Heavyweights Midweek. Thank you very much. Moving right along, I'm interested in hearing about this bullshit, how they got to take about part of the Hemi from the back yeah. to get to this transmission, and they got two batteries for his sounds. Sound like these trying to run a concert system. Okay, so you're over there watching them. Basically, you're, you're pretending to help, but you're making sure they don't fuck your shit up is what it sounds like to me. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, got the, I got my stereo hooked up professionally, man, and... Uh... I didn't trust him undoing all that shit and then fry, frying a 
uh, $2,000 amp, amp I got in there, too, you know. I said, you know what, let me just go up here and make sure they're doing this shit right and don't fry nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, so that's, you know, what. back to the, the, the moral of the story and shit. I got to have something that can handle some knock. Now, my next car probably won't have as much music in it than the, you know, than the Hemi does. But Why? I am just take some... all this shit out. What are you talking about? Man, I've, I've done that before. And yeah, you're going to realize that's a, lot, that's a lot of shit. Don't matter. That's a lot of shit. I thought about that. It's economics. Oh, it's like if I treat it in or uh, something? You no, know, but think about it this way. You go to one of those sound shops, how much do you think the dude's working all day, the sound installers? Maybe 100 bucks. the dude working all day. You give him 150 bucks, 200 bucks to come to your house, take all the shit out, throw it in the other. That's it. You're done. It, it ain't really costing you nothing. And he's doing better than he does in backyard, nah, It's a little more backyard. expensive than that. You know what I used to do back in the 90s, dude? I roll up. I wouldn't even go to the counter. i roll up to the back of the sound shop, right into the garage, you know, give somebody <laughs> a little sack of, a sack of some uh, locally grown fucking organic shit because everybody out here is trying to be uh, uh, healthy, okay? And they'd be, they'd be pretty happy right there just to go to work on my son. Someone come, they would, the owner or a guy from the front be like, what are you working on? It'd be like, don't worry about it. I'm just doing this real quick. And moving right along, <laughs> you know? But anyways, if I wasn't doing it that way, that's how I'd do it. I'd just fucking find out what you paid, give them a little side job. That's it. You, you have a professional doing it. You just don't have to deal with shop trying to sell you no bullshit or nothing like that. D, think outside the box, man. Oh, trust me, Shug. Uh, to get that shit professionally done, I'm talking about in magazines, professionally done. It cost me oh, almost $400. Okay. Uh, you talking uh, zero gauge? Uh, yeah, but what I'm gauge, saying but is... That big old, that big old wise, the company, man, they had to run them. The mm. fucking shop got $300, and the fucking dude doing the install probably got 100 is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, he's probably you right. Dude, he probably you give right. that guy so 150 that, or 200 but... bucks, he's happy all day long. You get your shit handled. You ain't got to deal with nothing. Anyway, that, that's right. that's my advice. Moving right along, you should just get a four-wheel drive truck, dude. We're always hearing about your area getting flooded on the news. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get a truck. Yeah. Give me a four-wheel drive, dude. Give me a four-wheel drive truck. Oh, yeah. And you can put sounds oh, yeah, wherever you want in the truck. Put it in the back seat, put it in the bed, whatever. No, I can't put it in the bed. No, they'll jack you around here, man. It's Charleston. Get a camper show, dude. You ain't hauling nothing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no point of me getting a truck. I'm times when I need a damn truck, I'm borrowing somebody else's shit or something, you know. So I definitely can be using the bed every now and then. So it can't go back there, sir. Right, well, but, I, just, uh, I just get some extended cabs. You get 50 bucks uh, a gallon in, in those damn Prius, like RC was talking about. But I just can't <laughs> see myself doing it. I'll stick to my 16 miles a gallon and my 4x4 Tundra. I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm quite fine with that. I need to have a truck. Once you're doing <laughs> truck, you can't go back. Some people do. That's I know a guy had a big ass lifted Chevy, a big lifted Chevy, and he got a Prius after that. And he drives his truck yeah. like maybe once a week so it won't die, but. Dude, I ain't doing that shit. I ain't trying to be stuck. Every every soccer mom out there is in a minivan or an SUV. You can't see shit on the road if you're in one of those little cars. Can't see around you, dude. Anyhow, well, RC, what are you driving in 2017? Oh man, I got my 2009 Mitsubishi Eclipse. So I'll be putting gas about once every two weeks. 
you know, because uh, I do a lot of traveling around here, man. Um, I work at a, I work about 45 minutes away from where I'm living at right now, and um, you know, it, it, it does good mileage for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, How many miles? I did it previous. How many miles away? I think 45 minutes where you live and where I live is a lot different. Um, I'm not 100% sure exactly. It's a uh, it's a, it's at one of these uh, countryside out here in Central California, but I mean, uh-huh. you know, it's, uh, I think if you're going the speed limit, it'll take about 40 minutes, but you know, I make it about 20 every morning. So, you know, pushing it a little quicker than, than not, you know, it's just something to uh, be getting around in and out through these cuts. Cause uh, before I did have a, uh, I also had a, a challenger, but I got rid of that motherfucker. Cause yeah, we're talking about ga- uh, gas mileage and all that. That was uh, that was really put a dent on my pockets, man. That was, it was nice to look at and all, but as far as, filling up as often as I was. I was like, yo, I'm cool off this. And then plus, I'm, I've never really been a Dodge fan myself. So, you know, I had to go with the Mr. Obishi and get me some uh, some more miles per gallon. So that way I could uh, afford so some of the, the nicer things in life. Program. Seattle Simes going to come back on the program saying that he ruined Mopar, he ruined Dodge. Nobody on OTG will even drive one now. Look, D is disowning the Dodge. You're disowning Dodge. What about <laughs> Willem? I asked him if you, if you put his... Uh, if you put his Dodge in the auto trader yet. Willa, you, you, you done with Dodge too? No, no, no. My Dodge is paid for. So me and Dodge will be rolling deep until the wheels fall <laughs> off. But, you know, but if, if I'm making a trip, then I'm going to jump into the other whip, which is um, an uh, Escort or some shit like that. Ford something. Escort, I think. Yeah, so get so that you, you don't have a You don't have an SUV or no shit like that, even though you got a family? And see, everyone in California thinks you got to have an SUV if you got a family. No, no, four people fit in the fit in all those cars easily. I don't know, you know. Yes. I'm not about, you know. I don't got to show show everybody what I got, you know. I got a nice little Charger. That's about it. It's paid for, so it's I'm holding that down until it until we fall down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can save that money. Nah, dude, it feels okay. good being paid for. I know that. You know, having yeah. that money to do what you want with it, save for your future or whatever. D's about to go yeah, buy I'm married, some so, you know. Yeah, I'm married, so it don't really matter what I drive. You know, RC probably <laughs> needs to step, step it up. I don't know, you know. I don't know how you're going to pull in the uh, right, sure. clips. You can only get one and a half girls. You don't even got no back seat where if she got a friend or something, you know. <laughs> one and a half girls. I hope it ain't one girl the size of one and a half girls. No, that's probably D. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <laughs> probably D. <laughs> well, hey, D's a country guy. They like them thick. Yeah, D likes them thick, man. Oh, yeah. D yeah. Likes them thick. They ain't fitting. Yeah. These girls ain't fitting in no Mitsubishi. Yeah, D will take your one right, and a half girl. <laughs> Hey, listen, man. Hey, them picker girls, man. Let me tell you, man. It was twenty six degree, twenty four degrees here last night. That's like unheard of. In uh, those fucking ice on the road and shit. See, see, on nights like that, you had a two hundred pound blanket on top of you, right, D? You had a two hundred pound blanket on top of you, and it was all good. (laughs) I had like three blankets, man. Shit, hey, man, it's cold as a motherfucker down there, man. (laughs) <laughs> hey, he had three blankets on you, should. I, I think hey, that well, shit went over his head. You, you need you a thick woman, man, on a night like that. You need you a thick woman, man, on a night like that. Oh, so oh, yeah. it's one that uh, equal three. 
Okay. <laughs> so over six hundred pounds. Nah, yeah, it was cold as shit out here last night too, man. Like fourteen, yeah, man. fourteen degrees, something crazy. What? Hell you yeah, had to break. That's, that's insane. Fucking weather. Shit. Nah, but now it's probably today. I mean, right now it's probably sixty degrees. Yeah, I, but dude, uh, that, that still, ruins still everything. In the, like thirties right now. Well, thirty, forty, like low forties right there. Shit, yeah, I'm already planting, everything. guys. I'm already planting. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that there ain't gonna be no fucking frost. It's already, you know, cold yeah. as shit. It's down to like the forties, but eh, nothing, oh, nothing froze yet. And it's December and January is the two coldest months right here. So I'm, I'm like, fuck it. I'm throwing shit outside right now. I ain't waiting. <laughs> if it dies, uh, I got I money to buy more. Hey, I woke up real late, Shug, and uh, I don't know, I don't know what y'all talked about, but uh, did you talk oh, about? Oh yeah, uh, I guess Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. You're rolling with Danny Garcia, so I'm laughing at you. Who? I ain't running with no damn Garcia. Shit, Thurman to beat the shit out of that dude, man. He's finally, <laughs> well, he done, he's done got exposed. Garcia done got exposed, but I think he really gonna get exposed in that. Okay, so all right, stop. well. See, earlier, Lamb was on this program saying that everybody on the program thinks that Thurman's going to win, except D knows the truth. D knows that Danny Garcia is going to whoop his ass, and I'm like, No, I don't roll with no Garcia shit, no. Hell no. He no, I don't roll with Garcia. Like, he's trying to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Thurman just beat the hell out of him, man. This shit personal. Now, I think, with Thurman. Why? Why is it personal? What's going on? Shit, you don't think he know what everybody else done know? Everybody else done seen? That boy should have what two losses. What is this you talking about that everybody knows? Am I out the loop? What's going on? Yeah, I, I'm trying to that find boy out too. That two losses right now. Oh, okay. So, uh, so he, shouldn't first have that belt. he shouldn't even have that belt right now. Uh, you probably believe in Bigfoot too. <laughs> Do you? Everybody see you? it. Uh, see, except you. Know that man hey, get a gift. A I'm going to ask that question, though. Hey, do you believe in Bigfoot? Do you? Yes, God. Do you huh? believe in Bigfoot? Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't believe in none of that dumb shit. I do believe in aliens, bro. <laughs> oh, perfect lie. Hey, Fuller. Wow. I don't believe in none of that dumb shit. I do believe in aliens, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was great. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, there's too much space out there, man. You got to believe in uh, extraterrestrial, man. You got to. Yeah, well, they get their ass kicked when they step in a boxing ring. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you watch watch Ancient Aliens, then you know Sasquatch is an alien. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Now what, Dave? Now now you put an alien. Oh, shit. I don't uh, uh I think I watched a couple of those. I remember seeing I that blew, on there. I though. just blew these minds. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude with his fucking hair is like the all time internet meme, dude. That dude yeah. from Ancient Aliens with his fucking wh- whatever he's got happening. Oh, yeah. there. It looks George like Yo he Kukulu. got it looks like he got Grimace from McDonald's on top of his head. Anyhow, <laughs> OTG fam, this this is about the end of the World's Number One Boxing Podcast. OTG heavyweights coming midweek. Um, if Nino t- puts out a program, you, you have to check with him. Uh, I think you will. And then we'll be back Sunday wrapping up. Badu Jack, James DeGale, Yuri Foreman, uh, stepping in the ring with Eris Landy, Lara, and looking ahead to the rest of 2017. This is the world's number one Boston podcast. Thanks for being with us. Peace.